Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. It's Friday, and it's the day before Halloween 2020, and it looks like if anybody's going to parody 2020, it's going to be Halloween this year, don't you think? I mean, we're just going to be... Like 2020 started with, looks like it was going to be a world war, then the fires in Australia, and then it just kept getting intense. <laughs> so happy Halloween, right? Tomorrow, I guess we won't be trick-or-treating here in Michigan because the cases are spiking. And I don't know about you, I want to remain healthy. And, you know, I was talking about it this morning uh, with my family, how, uh, People, the reason the cases have spiked is because after the lockdown, people went back to normal or what they thought was normal, and nobody wears masks. People refuse to wear a mask, and so not wearing a mask has landed us in this situation where we are we are possibly right now about to have another uh, another lockdown. And it's the craziest thing because here in Michigan, stuff just happens. I mean, just think about it. Stuff happens. I mean, it's it's just crazy. We're about to have a lockdown again because the cases are ridiculously high. And if you look at it reasonably, they say that each person infected impacts 10 persons. So the original estimates used to be 40, but it, it let's reasonably say that each person impacts 10 persons. So one infected person impacts 10 persons. So the numbers we're seeing for 3,000 cases is actually much, much higher. Just this morning, I got a notification that says uh, Michigan is an imminent uh, uh, space, imminent pace of, a, of an outbreak. We can't have that. So trick-or-treating, we're going to watch Halloween movies, eat candy. My face might break out. <laughs> But it's going to happen. But I don't want you to have a breakout today because of the story I'm going to talk about. It's Watch Whiteness Work Part 2. And today we're talking about the privilege and the entitlement of someone who is a prominent white person, Jerry Falwell. You remember him? Jerry Falwell is the gentleman who was president of Liberty University, the bastion of evangelicalism and the bastion of everything that is counterproductive to being a person, a normal person. Seriously. And Jerry Falwell was caught in a scandal where pictures of another man having sex with his wife and him participating in the pictures, that scandal came out in the summer. And so he was fired from Liberty University. But that's really not what caused the problem. What really caused the problem was earlier, right, uh, he had posted a picture to his social media pages of him on a yacht with his wife's pregnant assistant. And he had his pants unzipped, and she had her shorts unzipped. So everybody was speculating, like, it looks like they had just done it, right? (laughs) So he was trying to put a spin on it that because she was pregnant and uncomfortable and he had just had some kind of drink, uh, then they were trying to comfort her. Wow, that didn't go over very well. So we were all like, sure. But then there came this 
scandal with one of his business partners, who is a much younger man. And according to Falwell, this guy is trying to extort money from him, and it's a smear campaign. Listen to me very carefully. No, they caught you hands down. But I want to point out how the society is rigged and how he thinks he's so entitled that he thinks he can sue Liberty University because of the damage done to his reputation. And the rest of us are like, so you're not taking responsibility for your actions? Did the university make you unzip your pants? Did the university, was the university in the room with you while this man was having sex with with your wife? So according to him, the man was just trying to extort money. But did the university put you in a position where a man could extort money from you, claiming he had a relationship with your wife, and you were in the room watching while, while he was having sex with your wife? Think about that. The entitlement of it. He thinks he got away, listen to this, he got away with what is reportedly a $10.5 million severance package. But he's now complaining that the university has damaged his reputation. Seriously? How? That's the question. And he's blaming the Lincoln Project. If you're on Twitter, you know who the Lincoln Project is. They are a group of Republicans who, ha- who are anti the president. And they have formed themselves into a group. So according to Falwell, the Lincoln Project uh, is promoting his former business partner, Mr. Granda. Uh, Let me give you the full details. Mr. Granda sounds like he's a nice gentleman, right? Mr. Granda uh, was a business partner. Well, actually, he was the pool boy first, right? So he uh, he wasn't their business partner. He became their business partner for them to settle down any kind of claim. It's kind of like paying him off so he wouldn't go public. But he was their pool boy. He was working at a hostel that they owned in Florida. And Becky Falwell landed her eyes on him and decided that she wanted to have this man. Well, you know how marriages, some marriages work like that, where after they've been married for a while, they start having sex with other people, usually with the consent of one partner. They will keep the, it keeps the marriage together. They stay together while they're out having fun with others. The problem is that Jerry Falwell was busy telling the rest of us and telling the students at Liberty University that they should hold themselves to a high moral code. And that high moral code requires them being married to one person. According to him, uh, he's quoting the Bible by saying marriage takes place between a man and a woman and married to one person, having sex with one person for the rest of your life. So that's the moral code, but he wasn't doing that, right? And so the more, the more money you have and the more privileged you are is the more you think what the rules don't matter. That's really what this comes down to, y'all. The more money that someone has. So imagine somebody who is already uh, white, right? They already think the rules don't apply to them. The more money they have, the more influence they have, the more affluence they have, is the more removed they think they are from the laws and the rules that matter. They think that those don't apply to them because they're above the law and the rules don't apply because I can do whatever I want to do. They may not as the common feel, right? And it is evident in Mr. Mr. Falwell's statement right now 
when he says the university damaged his reputation. And I'm like, damage your reputation? How? Listen to this. I'm going to quote him directly. I'm going to read to you what he said. He said that the university damaged his reputation, right? And that he cannot, uh, he cannot obtain speaking engagements. I kid you not. I kid you not. That he cannot uh, engage in speaking engagements or to, uh, to comment on Christian and political evangelical matters that, listen to this, his invitations to social activities have dried up. Are you kidding me? That's what you're worried about? It, it's, it's the same sense of entitlement that made people not want to wear a mask, that made people not want to uh, stay home because they felt that they were entitled to their social agendas. And so the, corona, the coronavirus could not be contained. It's the same sense of entitlement. It's no different. It's no different. If you feel that after a scandal like that, that rocked your society, right? If you feel after that, that you should not be, you should not pay the price for that. You should not pay the price for that. I shouldn't have to be the one to pay the price for that. Listen to this. He says he has a drastically, according to the lawsuit that he filed, he has a drastically reduced ability to attach his name to business and charity organizations, and he has stopped receiving previously frequent invitations to appear on TV to discuss the university, evangelicalism, and politics. The entitlement jumped out. So now he says that liberty, he wants to reach an amicable solution with liberty to restore his reputation. What does that sound like to you? He missed being called a top dog. So now he wants to be restored to being called a top dog at the university where he can drive on campus and being in a position at the university will give him access to being invited to speaking events that he can attach his name to and business and charity events. That is what you call watch whiteness work. The entitlement, the belief that you are entitled to this and that you must have this irrespective of what you have done. And the fact that even if you break the law, even if you break society's moral code, even if you break the social norm of what is considered normal in the society, you should not be held accountable for it because those rules do not apply to you. Watch whiteness work. We've seen this over and over and over again too many times for us to count. And it happens so frequently now that we as people of color are beginning to say, you know what, time out for that. Enough is enough. We don't want this anymore. We no longer want to be considered, we, we, it, it's too much. Don't rub it in my face. Don't shove it up in my face because I don't have the same access and I don't have the same level of, of protections and layers that prevent me from being held accountable for my actions. Right now, if I decide to go run out in the street naked, I'm going to be called a stark raving mad woman. A white woman in my position who does that will just be, oh, she probably didn't take her meds or she's probably just having a bad day. But a woman of color who has some prominence in the community and does it, oh my God, she's ridiculed and she's effectively removed from his from her position. 
Well, what the society did was level the playing field. In his position as president of the university, he brought controversy to the university and destroyed their reputation. So much so that they now can't say they're evangelical or they're conservative because you had a president who took pictures half naked with his pants on zip and he proceeded to engage in an affair with his wife and another man. According to Mr. Falwell, the Lincoln Project is responsible for this. So here's what the Lincoln Project says. Listen to this. The Lincoln Project said, the Lincoln Project did not make Mr. And I quote, the Lincoln Project Project did not make Mr. Falwell unbutton his pants on a super yacht and post a picture on social media. And it didn't make Mr. Falwell stand with Donald Trump, though that now makes sense. They are kindred spirits. That's what the Lincoln Project said. If I were you, Jerry Falwell, I wouldn't mess with the Lincoln Project. They will, they will, they, they will, they will run roughshod over you. They will make you look really foolish, more than you look already. If I were you, I would take your whiteness and your entitlement and go sit yourself down somewhere and sit down there. Sit there for a while. And when it is safe in a couple of years for you to emerge as rehabilitated, and perhaps being treated for your sexual addiction, that's perhaps the best way to come out of that. Then you can come out and say, I have been redeemed, and I have now faced the consequences of my actions, and I apologize. The way to do this is not to come out screaming that they have damaged your reputation. You damaged your reputation when you posted that picture to your social media page with your pants on zip, with a young lady with her pants on zips as well. You damaged your reputation. We wouldn't have known because we weren't on the yacht. But you posted the picture. In addition to which, you had sex with your wife while a man was watching and all three of you were in the room. Who knows what the heck happened in there? You were in the room watching another man have sex with your wife. How do we know what you were doing? Were you just sitting there uh, having a beer? Like, oh, right? You did that. The entitlement. The, the entitlement that I can do what I want to do and get away with it, that stuff has got to stop. It seriously has got to stop. You can't be in a position where you're holding us or calling us the one moral standard, but the rules don't apply to you. I've been saying this for years, even in my own family, that I, I tell people, you know, I don't live like this. I don't do this. I'm a minister, blah, blah, blah. So I live a certain way. I said, I can't go outside of that norm when I'm with my family I'm cursing like a sailor, I'm drinking, I'm dancing, I'm hanging out, you know, doing all the stuff that they do, go to the clubs and stuff. I said, then they won't see any difference between what I'm telling them to do and what I do. So they will think I'm a joke. So I said, I can't do that, not to my own reputation and not to the God that I serve. He said, this is the problem I have found, is that people forget that God is real. People want to think that because you can't see God, you can do whatever you want to do. So I can say what I want to say and do what I want to do because I have a direct line to God where he's going to look at me and nod and turn his head away when I do bad things. That's the entitlement. Look at you. And the thing about it is this is not uncommon, by the way. No, it's not. It's not uncommon for some people to think they can get away with murder. They can get away with doing what they want to do. We see this all the time. Where do you think all these priests came from with the scandals that practically destroyed the Catholic Church? 
and the ensuing scandals that erupted in every other denomination since. It's the entitlement, the fact that I am who I am, my position dictates that I have influence and affluence and power, and I can do what I want to you, peons. You're just peons and people who serve me so I can do what I want to do. And it's time out for that. It's, It's beyond being time out. He's being held accountable, Mr. Falwell. He's being held accountable by the university and by the society. And I'm grateful that the university didn't stand behind him and said, oh, we'll just pray for him and keep him in his position. I'm grateful that they showed him the door, sacked him royally. So now I'll have nothing to do with that. You've damaged your reputation. Yes. So now he's sitting back and he feels hurt that nobody will call him or talk to him. Or more importantly, nobody is doing what? Feeding his ego. Making him feel like he's the big man about town. Making him feel like he is so the great man, he can do whatever he wants to do. Imagine that. So now you are a normal person, and just a normal person, and you don't like how that feels. So you come out with a lawsuit against the university. Unlike of all the places, they gave you a nice fat deal and told you to go sit down. <laughs> and you're going to sue the university. So it's not enough that they fired you. Now you want to completely destroy them and blame them for your actions. The whiteness jumped out. The entitlement jumped out. That just because I can do what I want to do. It's crazy. It's like this morning I'm reading on NBC News that Stephen Miller, the president's immigration advisor, has a draconian plan for immigration going forward. And I read it and I said the same thing. The whiteness jumped out. The entitlement jumped out. Give him a position of power. I know he wants to wreak havoc on people. I don't even, the way the policies are described that he wants to enforce, I don't even think the Trump administration is going to do it. Why? Because it's not good politics. You see what I'm saying? I don't even think they will enforce it anyway. Because it's just not good politics for them. (laughs) They're just not going to do it. But the whiteness and the entitlement jumped out that he thinks because he's white, he wants America to be pure white. I don't know. Stephen, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I'm so sorry. I don't know which girl of color. I don't know which nationality. I don't know. She didn't give you her poontang. She didn't do you right. She stepped on your feelings, made you feel inadequate. I'm sorry, Stephen Miller. I'm really sorry. But don't punish the rest of us because of her. <laughs> right? Or hers, maybe it was more than one of them. And you can't get over it. I'm sorry, but dude, seriously, sit down. <laughs> Take your whiteness and go sit yourself down because it's not looking good for you. Because I promise you that if Trump loses this election, you, Stephen Miller, are going to be blamed. They're going to blame you that it was your draconian immigration ideas that made them look bad. Think about that. They're going to blame you. And in the event, if he wins, which is highly dubious at the moment, right, four days to go, even if he wins, they're not going to let you do what you want to do because it does not look good going forward. Because the Republican Party is in shambles. It's disheveled right now. They're going to blame. They're going to blame you because the policies were all yours. They were not a Republican agenda. They just went along with it because they thought Trump was popular, so everything would work out. The whiteness jumped out. 
where are we coming from with this? See, with, with Jerry Falwell, he has had a lifetime of feeling privileged. His father is the founder of Liberty University. His father died and left him in control of the university. The university is very wealthy. They collect money from people so they're rich. So that enabled him to be able to be an independent businessman. So he has lots of things going on around town. So you can imagine everywhere he goes, he drives through town in his Range Rover and his Escalade like I'm the big man about town. You see where I'm coming from? So the privilege, though, so nobody has ever stepped on them. This is, we were having this conversation last night with my sister late at night, and we are talking about raising children. Children need boundaries. You have to put up boundaries around children. It's not enough for us to see little boys and little Johnny and little Ashley running around feeling like they can do just about anything. Little Johnny and little Ashley grow up to be the Stephen Millers of the world and Jerry Falwells of the world. We can't do that. You have to let people know right from wrong. You start early with children. My daughter said it this morning. They never touched anything when we were growing up because when they were babies, I took them around the room and around the living room, the kitchen, you know, the entire house. You take them in the laundry and you tell them, don't touch. If you touch, mommy's going to slap you. Guess what? They never did. Never did. Boundaries. No, that's not how you ask for it. If you want something, say, please. You see what I'm saying? They don't teach that to these guys. These guys weren't taught that. They were told, take it. It's yours. The whole world is at your feet. Do what you want. And now he looks like a petulant, spoiled child. He disgraced the very same university that he worked with. He was following in his father's footsteps of setting up a certain standard by which the university is to be, holds itself and the population and the community that it serves accountable. I'm on the side of the university right now, and I never thought I would defend that. Never in a million years. But I'm looking at you like you are your father's son. Is that what your father would do if he were here? It does your father, do you think your father would support this foolishness? You have disgraced the family name. You have disgraced the university, and now you think that it's okay. Actually, this son, Jerry Falwell, was not the one I thought the father would have chosen. I thought he would have chosen Jonathan. Jonathan is more level-headed, more urbane, shall we say. I never thought he would have chosen Jerry. In fact, I didn't know him. I just saw him a couple of times, and I thought he was a little too arrogant. You know, sometimes when they're the son of a famous man, they think, or a famous person, they think, that gives them the right to do whatever, and there is something inherently special about them. It's much like how Trump thought that he thinks that the children, his children are special just because they came out of him. This was before we found out that he didn't know a jack thing about government or policy, and he really couldn't understand it. That's why he shrugged it off and let others deal with it, because he really didn't. It's not that he didn't care. He didn't understand it, and he couldn't compute it. Look at Jerry Falwell, the entitlement. You, and this is, this is important because I feel like there are a lot of people out there who have been given a legacy. And you've been given something to carry, right, that came from generations before. And you squander it. And you think that 
even if you don't believe in God, there's some kind of karmic spirit that must be out there that is going to come back on you. So your ancestors worked hard, provide and build something up. Hey, good morning. How are you? Right? How you doing? Right? And your ancestors work so hard to build something up so that when they're gone off the earth, you have something. You don't have to start from scratch as they did. They have given you something. And you take it and you squander it and run with it. That's what happened to Falwell. So instead of doing the necessary introspection to look inside and say, gee, what have I done with the legacy that I was given? I am incredibly privileged. My father left me his business, left me his money, and left me his good reputation. Let me try to keep it. Now, he's now making, instead of disappearing into the shadows, so this blows over because this damaged their brand, damaged the, the reputation of the college. He's bringing it back up again for all of us. So who missed it the first time? He's now going to go back <laughs> And look at the pictures again and talk about it again because he's mad that his face and his name is not seen on TV talking about evangelicalism. I'm like, who are you evangelizing? Isn't this the same guy who, when asked about his position when he was caught within the relationship with this man and his wife, didn't he say that he never professed himself to be a pastor nor a minister? Didn't he say that? So how come now he's saying that he can talk about evangelicalism? No, you can't. You can't, you, you can't pick and choose which battle you want to fight, dude. It's either you are or you're not. And I think it, it, this is something that all of us should look at because maybe your parents aren't a Jerry Falwell senior. Maybe your parents aren't a Donald Trump senior, right? So there you go thinking that, well, they left you a little hardware store. That's still something that they worked their fingers to the bone to leave you. And you come along and you don't want to spend time in the store because you think you should be doing something big or great. They left you a little business somewhere that they used to send you to college. That business paid for you to go to college, gave you a name and a reputation in the city. And all of a sudden now you think it's not enough. So you get it, you inherit it. And you abscond on it. You squander it. Because you think that you are better and you shouldn't be doing this. It's crazy how stuff works. But it's all in the messaging. What do we tell our children? Do we raise them up and tell them that this is a legacy I'm leaving with you? You have a responsibility to this legacy to carry it on and to make sure you don't damage it by your actions? I dated a guy a few years ago whose family owns a business in, in, in Detroit. And his father and his parents started the business. He and his father and his brother still run the business. His son says, I will never touch that. And I said, excuse me? And he said, yeah. He says, my son says I'll never touch that. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. The business that you work your fingers to the bone to send him to college, to give him a privileged lifestyle, he's telling you that he won't work it. And I said, now, how do you feel about that? He didn't answer. I said, oh, you think it's a good thing? Oh, you see the difference? You see what happened there? What happened there? He raised his son to think that he was so privileged and he could do whatever he wanted to do. 
it didn't occur to him that he was telling his son not to honor the sacrifices that they had made because it wasn't glamorous. Made them millions of dollars, but still his son felt like that is beneath me to touch. I said, but you're still giving him money out of a trust fund, though. That's entitlement. We got to change that. You see what I'm saying? So I don't know who this is for because this isn't where I was going with this. I thought I was going to have fun with Falwell and stuff. But the fact of the matter is that so many times we have our children and we work hard to leave them something and then we squander it. Then they get it. And because they don't know the effort and the sacrifices and they weren't intimately familiar with it, they squander it. They think it's nothing. This was a guy I dated. I barely saw him because he was always working to pay off that huge, uh, uh, whatever it costs to send them to private school, right? And now the the entitlement in the U.S., yes, right? And now they, he thinks he's above it all, condescendingly looking at what his father and grandparents worked so he could go to a private high school that costs 40000 per semester. That cost them 40000 per year. He thought it was no big deal. Do you see what I'm saying? The entitlement. The entitlement. We got to start putting, and it's the same thing you're seeing in government. It's the same way you elect people, you choose people, you vote for them, put them in power. And then all of a sudden they think they're entitled to staying there forever. So they do jack what they want. They pay, they play to special interests all they want. And they forget that it's the people's vote, the ordinary people's vote that put them in there. They forget the sacrifice that it took, that people, instead of buying gas, gave them $20 instead of buying gas and said, I'm going to rough it out because I believe in their agenda. Then they get to the pinnacle and they forget where they come from. And then they look around like, how dare you correct me? How dare you tell me that I shouldn't feel this way? Obviously, I'm not dating that person anymore because obviously that that was not going to fly with me. <laughs> I, I was a gall and a gasp. And I'm like, so he's not honoring the sacrifice that you and your father made so he can live this way. I'm like, and you don't see anything wrong with it. The problem is you. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah. now nah, we ain't on the same page because I don't raise my daughters that way. You see what I'm saying? We, we've got to, we, we can't just let people think that it's okay. This election, if it has done nothing, it has taught us some lessons. Be careful of the people whom you elect. Examine them carefully. Know their motives. Listen to what they say. Read their agendas. Question them. And if you still don't like them, don't vote for them. Because voting for them, what? Empowers them. And gives them the opportunity to go ride roughshod over you, to go and act like they're a big thing, and leave you sweating out here wondering if Obamacare is going to be removed. Do you all realize that in a few years, COVID-19 is going to be a pre-existing condition? Why do you think they're trying to strike down Obamacare from now? And the protections that came with pre-existing conditions, do you know why? Because three, four, five years into the future, people will be dying from cancers and the pre-existing condition will be COVID-19. So know the people whom you are voting in, right? The ordinary people are down payment for our Congress. Absolutely. We, we dance to their song and dance every two years, every four years, every six years, 
and you dance to their song and dance, and nothing effectively gets done until we end up in a situation like the one we're in right now, because we were asleep at the switch. We were asleep at the switch. We weren't paying attention to the sense of entitlement that people feel that they should have. How dare you? Where do you get that from? I don't have that luxury. And even when I'm a multimillionaire, I'm not going to make my children feel as if they're entitled and they better not raise their children that way. You have to keep the sacrifice and the focus in front of them at all times. Jerry Falwell Jr. is also teaching his children that he's entitled and that they have a right to be entitled. Because after all, didn't their forebear Mr. Falwell the first? Didn't he set up Liberty University as a bastion of evangelism and conservatism for the rest of time? So it's supposed to continue generating money, provide them with status and power, right, within the community so people can look up at them and so on. That's their thinking. Is that normal? Is that fair? Correct that foolishness. It's the same feeling that made them think it's going to be okay to have sex with another man and not think that there would be repercussions after. He's literally blaming everybody else for him allowing and being in the room while his wife was having sex with another man. He's saying the the university should not have sided with anybody else. How about you shouldn't have been in the room in the first place? The entitlement, the fact that those rules don't apply to me. After all, I'm the son of Jerry Falwell Sr. Those rules do not apply to me. What I do in my bedroom is off limits. No, it's not, because you were telling us what we should do in our bedrooms. So the minute you walked up into my bedroom, guess what? The tables turn on you too. It's almost as if, you know how we've always said that America is a democratic society and a libertarian society or a free society? No. There are still rules and requirements by the society of what is considered acceptable and what is not. And this is one of them. It's it, 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 it's mind-blowing. He's blaming the Lincoln Project and Liberty University. And they have the nerve to say that the media, of course, it's always the media. You know, it's kind of strange. I was thinking about that, how they talk about the media. And I'm looking at them like, which media? The media that focuses more on what Mr. Trump does. The media that always seems to, I can tell you what the Republican agenda is more than the Democratic agenda, because that's all the media focuses on. I remember when George Bush was president and uh, uh, George Bush was president in the 2000s, he used to talk about the liberal media. Do you remember that? He used to talk about East Coast intellectualism, that he's just a man from Texas. And, 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 you know, East Coast intellectualism didn't like him. Remember that? So the media changed. The media is no longer East Coast intellectualism. The media is total Republican BS. They're up under the Republicans all day, every day. So how are you going to talk about the media because they don't play to you right now? Because they're like, dang, dude, we did the numbers and it's not looking good right now. Uh, Take a seat, sit down, we'll call you in a few months, a few years actually. So now you hate the media, the same media that puts you on stage for you to call down and say that people who are same sex 
are wrong. But you were with a man in the same room while that man was having sex with your wife. So how are you going to tell people who are homosexual that they're wrong? You were in the room watching a man having sex with your wife. Who knows what else happened in there? Hello. See the hypocrisy and the entitlement that, hey, I can do whatever I want to do. We got to stop that. We can't let people do that. I saw on Donald Trump Jr.'s Instagram page, somebody posted a sign that says Donald Trump Jr. 2024. We ain't going to have that. We don't want dynasties or monarchies. We don't want the transfer of power from one generation to the next. We don't want that. That's dangerous. That leads to the Hunger Games. But look at the entitlement. He thinks that because his father did it, he can do it. And his father is telling him, yes, you will. And yes, you can. I'm setting it up for you to do it. No, we don't want dynasties and monarchies. It never worked. It hasn't worked. Here is the proof of it, right? Let me read what someone is saying. Double standard. Okay for you, for me, but not for you. Absolutely. It's a total double standard. It's like saying, it's like me sitting up here telling you, oh, don't drink, don't smoke, don't do this, don't do that. But then as soon as I'm done, I'm popping pills and drinking and doing all kinds of stuff. The double standard, the total double standard in your face. The to- <laughs> You know what? <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. The story is on the, is on the Associated Press site. Go look it up. I read it. It's just crazy because he's suing the university for firing him because he says by the university firing him, and I'm going to close on that, by the university firing him, it damaged his reputation. Y'all listening to this? When the university fired him for violating their moral code, the university damaged his reputation. Family British competence. Dude, quit. <laughs> right? Can you believe that? Uh, you you may be onto something there about family breathing competence because sometimes you just hand over power to the next generation without checking their competence for the position. Because maybe Mr. Falwell Sr. should have checked his son out. He did probably he didn't know that his son would you know just see himself as Lord God and conqueror, and that he could do whatever he wanted. Because that's what power does. You know the saying from uh, George Orwell that says power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely? Isn't that real? That's very real. I close on that. (laughs) Today is Friday. Go out and have fun. It's four days. Four days to the November elections. Most people have voted already. But we don't know how it's going to go. So we'll see how it goes. We're in for a nail-biting finish, it looks like. Right? So have fun tomorrow and, and practice social distancing. I don't know if that's ever going to work with candy and Halloweening. I know in Michigan, I would not advise it because the cases are out of control in Michigan. If they don't lock the state down, I don't know what's going to happen. If everybody's just allowed to run around and do stuff because people think they shouldn't wear a mask, people think that they shouldn't wash their hands and so on. My hands are dried from the constant washing, right? So stay safe tomorrow. Be blessed, everybody. Thanks so much for your participation. Thank you so much. Be blessed.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.